0: Hello guys and welcome to episode 145 of the Phil Swallow podcast. Recording on Wednesday the 3rd of May 2023 and the episode is entitled Bluebell Walk 360 Degrees because that's what I did the other day. If you've seen the video then you'll know all about it. Now a few things. Firstly, you know sometimes you just get things that just hassle you uh it's generally been a good day some good things have happened today and i'll talk about those but just this second before coming on here i had one of those spam things on whatsapp about investments and it was a a telephone you know uh, area code or whatever country code from miles away got rid of that got rid of that block that but the biggest hassle has been this afternoon I was expecting a parcel uh, that was due between 2pm and 3pm and all was going well. I was following the tracking, it's on DPD and he did have a lot of parcels to deliver but I had no reason to think that now at 5.20 it's still not being delivered. So we're now an hour and 20, two hours and 20 minutes after the The end of the delivery window, and still no parcel. Uh, I contacted the chat system. There was a queue for that. That was about four minutes, and they can't really they can't really help. It's very generic what information they gave out. So they said the tracking no longer works once they've gone past the window. That's helpful, uh, and basically to wait. Uh, it, it should be delivered. He will deliver it as soon as possible, and it should be delivered by seven p.m. Uh, so I said 7pm. Uh, this was meant to be between 2pm and 3pm. And now you're telling me it's 7pm? I mean, it wasn't a massive headache that I was in for it. Sue was out. Uh, biggest headache is I'd like to get this done and dusted because there's a bit of processing to do, you know. But, oh dear, sometimes. And it, yeah, you could argue it's a first world problem, Phil, and all that. But it was still an annoying one. So there may be a doorbell noise or something like that while I'm recording this. And if that's the case, I'm just going to let it happen because Sue will be able to take in the parcel. Oh, I was also a weird thing that it can't be left with in a safe place. That's right. I think I could have arranged for it to be left with a neighbor, but I'm in. You know, it's not this. The point is I'm here. You're late. Uh, so anyway, I'll give him some feedback and ratings and all those good things uh, when the time comes. So that's a bit about my my afternoon uh, it's it, the sun shining um but actually i mean uh, i'll i'll just talk briefly about where i'm with the croydon typhoid film uh, that's going well the edit is complex so i'm trying to make these videos a bit like the benjamin Beeson one into what someone on youtube co- co- coined the phrase um Of a vlogumentary, so it's a bit like a vlog, but it's a bit like a documentary. You try and add some different elements to it with graphics and information and how you present it. So that takes a bit longer. And I I didn't want to go too long without releasing anything approaching my normal content, which I I think is you know the vlog style, you know, longer form videos, long, 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 but longish. So that's why I did link segue into the Bluebell Walk. Now we've had pretty much full sun all day today, and I wish although the calendar's been a challenge today but i wish i'd been able to go out and record it to get that full kind of top down and all the maximum light in the woods because i recorded it and it was okay it's had quite a bit of traction in the first day it's been live 55 views 9 likes and one little comment and that i'm very pleased with uh, the concept is that you know you go for a walk with me i put the camera on a pole kind of above head height and you can choose the angle that you want to look at and I actually found that looking behind me is quite good when you're looking back at where you've been um, but in terms of technical quality if you just want to uh, bear with me on this it's a very small sensor a tiny sensor really on on those or two sensors because there's two lenses uh, well one sensor two lo- whatever it is it's a 360 camera and it's got a front and back lens Um, But it means that sometimes it's a bit muddy, a bit mm, iffy, uh, (laughs) I dare say. Um, So I think you can still get the concept of it. But those cameras, any small camera, I mean, even phones are like this to a degree, although they've got better with processing in recent times. Low light is always a struggle. Um, That's why we need big sensors and bigger and more capable, faster lenses on big cameras to, to get the best out of a low light situation. Have a look at my... Uh, on my website <clears throat> the theatre photography that's all done with very low light typically Philswallow.com. so uh, I re- went out there we had some rain and showers and cloud during the day on Monday on May Day <clears throat> and I went in the evening to Kingswood uh, recorded it between about six and seven-ish and met with my sister <laughs> and, um, and my little grandniece so yeah um, yeah it was it was uh it was it was a really nice evening and it's a it's a lovely wood there Kingswood over at Sarnestead. well kind of Sarnestead, hamsey green south croydon ish uh, depending on which way you look at it um but yes i so technically i did the best i felt i could do uh but it, it was a struggle because of the conditions and the sun went in a bit and all that kind of stuff, so I got my apologies in. But hopefully you'll you'll understand the concept and the the fact that you can basically accompany me for a walk in the woods. It's all at walking pace. A couple of times I stop, and I go on a little kind of loop around the woods back along Kingswood Lane and then back in, and it finishes with the sun bright as I go out the entrance exit bit into Harewood Gardens. So So that was good. Uh, I don't think I'm jumbling around too much. Oh, ah, yes. Now there is one other intro thing. So I don't know about you. When I look at YouTube videos, I look at the backgrounds often. And some people do some very nice things with low lighting and, and maybe some coloured lights, uh, LED type lights on there and fairly minimal background. And they might show the little YouTube award thing when they've got lots of subscribers. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff here it's, it's a rack of clothes and there's cases and bags and all manner of stuff now on the positive side it means we've got extra sound deadening and it'll be like this also for next week because we go away at the end of next week but Sue's going away this weekend for a filming job so we basically set this room up as a kind of clothing packing prep room uh, and then once we bundle it all away in the case it'll kind of be available as a uh, a normal kind of media room again um, yes so so that's if you happen to wander your gaze move your gaze, wander your eyes whatever the term it, yes please take a look at a rack of all manner of clothes, bags, boxes um, you name it, it's not always like that um, I do feel I need to do some work on the background but that's for another day, get some more storage and that kind of thing so, uh, that's explained that. Now, uh, I spent today, well, a couple of hours today in the Croydon Research Room in the uh, Croydon Library. Uh, really good service there. You you basically tell them what you're interested in and they gather the materials from the actual archive bit, which you, you can't access. You can't just walk in and see it. And I was looking for information on the uh, Croydon Pumping Station and they've got these massive volumes. I mean, they're huge of the minutes of all the council meetings per year and sometimes it's like two two big books for one one sort of financial year. And they're really useful, brilliant indexing. Um and I was I just got to the really good point in the story in the early fifties and, and I said, Is it easy to get more of these as in the next few years and the lady called Mandy was so so helpful, she went to the archive and brought back even more of these big chunky volumes and I looked through up until about 1957 uh, and I developed the story a bit more but I think I'm going to have to go back there again uh, to complete that research in early June uh, after the holes and things are done and dusted because there's just some bits that are like a, a niche that I want to scratch in terms of the story um, I won't I won't share. You. I know say said bore you. I won't share that with you at the moment. But uh, it's actually, as well as the wider understanding of the kind of waterworks in the Croydon area, I'm doing a presentation to uh, to the Sunstead Local History Forum about that. So it's kind of prepping for that as well. So yes, yeah, so Sue's prepping. Uh, when I popped into Croydon today for that meeting, I went and got the currency sorted out. So there's currency, bit of currency for Sue, bit for our. A separate currency for when we go and visit South Korea briefly on our trip, and then mainly Japanese. Uh, although it's kind of credit card and ball, but you need stuff for the visits and for our bit of Tokyo at the end. Because I think I've mentioned already, nine nights on the cruise, three nights in Tokyo. Really looking forward to it. That said, uh, as part of that, we m- my mum had been watching a lady called Helen Mary Joe, I think, on YouTube, and I think she's got she has got a nice YouTube following. And she does. Stuff with clothes and things a business I believe kind of thing and she's just been on an Asia cruise so Vietnam Bali Singapore possibly some other places and uh she went on her YouTube channel to share some information they um, had some challenges on their ship I think one of the things that stood out was it's our exact ship it's queen elizabeth uh, but she said i'm going to call it cunard as in q-u-e-u-e-n-a-r-d um, we went then on to cruisecritic.co.uk and TripAdvisor, and yeah there were some quite vociferous complaints um there was a covid outbreak on board uh, they they their policy is that they isolate you which means obviously your partner you're being split from and they'll kind of feed you room service and all that but there are even some comments about that they said people weren't respecting the more formal dress code well we will Uh, I mean it's about what you make it but obviously if there's things that they're struggling with because they've not run cruises for a while I think we've got to expect that it won't be plain sailing Uh, sorry for that but um, hopefully it will be plain sailing and uh, yes so Forewarmed and forearmed and all that. Um We will make the best of it with what we can. I think I just made the table wobble. Uh We also... I think there's a cruise going out this week, uh the 6th, Saturday, that's very similar to our one. It's Japanese um islands cruise. And it will then get back, and I guess we'll just be the next occupants of that ship, of the ship. It's Queen Elizabeth again. So I'm hoping that there'll be some um, more up-to-date feedback and then we can react accordingly. Uh, One of the things that people kept complaining about was the Wi-Fi and I thought, well, you really shouldn't bother with the Wi-Fi on a cruise. Uh, You know, the kind of maritime Wi-Fi, whatever they call it, it's typically slow and expensive uh, and you're sharing it with all and sundry. I mean, we kind of go away to get away from Wi-Fi. So yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna even try Um, in a port we're gonna get one of these e-sim Cards or it's not even a card. It's just an electronic sim that goes in your phone so it can effectively be a data plan based in that country So it uses the local uh, cell, you know network whatever one you subscribe to Uh, Sue's gonna try that out on her trip this week and then we'll kind of have uh, some information ready to apply for when we there's not much handover between her coming over or changeover between her coming in and us going away again but hey ho because uh, I think I mentioned this before but if I didn't uh, we had plans on well me getting my Oyster 60 plus uh, card uh, so I could get free travel in the in a, most of the area uh, and the idea was we'd get a lift to some degree from somebody kind to East Croydon Station and then we'd start our journey from there. Um, the problem is they've just announced a load of rail strikes or at least an overtime ban. So we've had a very kind offer of a lift from Sue's sister and brother in law so that's going to be great. So we, at least we're going to get there okay. And then probably, as long as my 60-plus card is available by then, we'll be able to get back uh, on you know, from from Heathrow into Croydon anyway, and then we can get, get home from there. Now, uh, on the website for the Oyster 60 Plus card, it says you can apply from 14 days before your birthday, your 60th birthday, which is what I'm going to celebrate if I haven't mentioned that already. I'm going to be 60 on the 17th of May. And uh, I I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll make a note. And I went in today and it wouldn't work. It said... First it said the site wasn't available and there were some other issues. And I made a phone call and I said, um, why can't I apply for it? And they said, oh, it's now 10 days. You can only apply 10 days before your birthday. Uh, and then the option will come up. Because I think I had the option of an apprentice card and a student card. Which a bit weird. Uh, but obviously, hopefully we'll add the 60 plus because it knows my date of birth. So I'm going to try for that on the 7th. And because uh, I remember this, when Sue applied for hers, it was 14 days. It came through the post quite quickly, maybe three days, something like that. And it said you can use it straight away, which is cool. So uh, so yes, goalposts have been moved on that one. And um, hopefully it will all be smooth. There's a bank holiday which might delay it a bit. But anyway, that, that's the plan. And uh, one of the things we're going to also be very, very careful about is... COVID so there's going to be a bit of a kind of quarantine situation going on I'm going to be masking up and uh, taking precautions because if we test positive in the week leading up to the cruise we don't go on the cruise and we want to avoid that we want to go been waiting I say waiting a long time only booked it in January but it's been in our plans our kind of little notes of plans where we wanted to go for a long long time so that's, I always feel that I'm going gabble, gabble, gabble on these, but um, I'm just, lots lots to happen. I thought this might be a quiet week and it isn't. So finally, uh, tonight it's the Bourne Society evening that they have on the first Wednesday of each month. And it's uh, a country house at war, uh, First World War. It's the Marden Park Country Home in Waldingham just outside Caterham, so looking forward to that. So there'll be a talk and some slides and a cup of tea and all that sort of stuff. So I'll be making my way down there for this evening and uh, maybe there's something to report back next week. So because I've mentioned that we're going away and I've mentioned it's my big birthday uh, and that there's no Wi-Fi, obviously I won't be making a podcast for a couple of weeks. So there will be one next week, episode 146, uh, and I'll pack into that whatever I can. Uh, and then the next one after that will be in the first week of June, last week of May, first week of June, 28th, ninth, 30th. It'll probably be the 31st of May if I've got my, my calendar right. Uh, and I'll be able to talk a bit about the cruise, not maybe a huge amount, but a bit anyway, uh, cause I'll be putting some of that into video in due course. So, and relax. So I've not heard that the parcel's been delivered or the doorbell has been rung. Um, So I'm going off to cook some dinner before I go out and to hope that my parcel arrives. And in between all of that, I'm going to be editing this and putting it live. So thank you for tuning in and supporting this show and my channel. Really appreciate it. This was the Swallow podcast, episode number 145. And take care of yourselves, and I'll speak to you in the next episode.